As we look at this conversation this week between Jesus and his disciples James and John in which they're talking about greatness and what greatness looks like and how we become great in his kingdom, Jesus asked them an interesting question. He asked them, can you drink the cup that I drink? And they answered, well, yes, we can. And then Jesus said, well, you will indeed drink from my cup. And do you know what he meant by that? The cup that he was talking about was the cup of suffering. That just as Jesus was going to hurt in his life, he was promising James and John that they would hurt too, even as they followed him. And that certainly turned out to be the case. Uh, James, as far as we know, was the first of Jesus' disciples to be killed for his faith. Um, John, he wasn't killed early on as a, as a young man for his faith. He, was, um, he went through a lot of torture. He went through some imprisonment. He was, he was whipped. He was beaten. And then he lived out his last days in a lonely island prison. And why did those things happen to those guys? Because they were doing the exact thing that we mentioned yesterday that all Christians are supposed to be doing. When it says in Philippians, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. That's what they did. They put it into practice. And it wasn't always easy for them to do that. And that's really the responsibility for all of us. We have a responsibility as Christ followers to show the world the attitude of Christ, no matter how hard that sometimes is for, for overworked moms and for overlooked dads and for ignored spouses and for, and for friends and neighbors and coworkers and strangers who sometimes wonder why they should keep trying to show love and show concern for others who don't seem to be returning, who, uh, who don't seem to be returning the favor. But since Christians really are the only people in the whole world who can show the world the attitude of Christ, then we also need to recognize what will happen if we don't do that. If we go through life looking to be served before we look to serve, if we go through life looking to receive before we look to give, if we go through life asking ourselves constantly, what's in it for me before we decide to do something nice for a friend or enemy, then we're really robbing the world of well, we're preventing them from seeing what a beautiful thing the attitude of Christ really is. Who also knows how hard it is to serve and to give. And yet he did. He did. He served and he gave his whole life one precious drop of blood at a time so that anyone who has ever had the goal of being loved or forgiven or great in God's kingdom could know something really important that you actually already are. You already are those things simply because he came and he gave so that you could walk through life knowing that your place in the greatest kingdom of all where every last tear is wiped away is already your possession. And that greatness came at a cost. It did cost something. It just didn't cost you anything. Jesus paid that full cost all by himself, when he gave his life. Which means, for you, what the impact that has, that has on the rest of your life is this. You can stop working so hard to try to find something that Jesus has already prepared for you, and something that Jesus has already given you. And your job in life is simply to enjoy being great in God's kingdom. And we'll finish up tomorrow by taking a look at what that looks like in your life. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. You might remember when my podcast, Little Things, was right here on Grace Talks. 
or maybe you've never heard of me. Either way, I want to invite you to listen to Little Things, which is now its own podcast. We take a look at little things and little ways that we can change our thinking to know and love God more. So please check out Little Things wherever you listen to your podcasts.